Welcome back to All Alone with Something to Say. This is your host, Emma Newberry. Today, we're going to be talking about dichotomies because in listening to our past couple episodes, just to get those plays up, I don't know, over 10, thanks, family and friends, um, I noticed that we ended a lot of our episodes sort of with the theme of we're caught between this rock and this hard place, and that's the situation. For example, Pam astutely concluded our last episode by saying that the female sonic space can sort of invite this tension of women being victims or survivors, never culpable. And today we wanted to explore this array of lovely options, this buffet of wrong choices, basically, that women are faced with, but also just people are faced with in the consumption of this genre. I've also noticed that I've started saying without further ado, which I dislike about myself. So today we're just going to go with the episode is starting now. Here it is. Enjoy. Because you were talking about how the um, last podcast on the left... It's a new episode, right? With um, Jen Yeah, Darius. it's like their most recent one. Yeah. We were talking a little bit um, just about how with... Because Jody Arias, like, committed a crime and killed a person. And so, therefore, breaks out of the kind of victim or survivor mm-hmm. dichotomy that pervades a lot of true crime. But then, you, Emma, you were talking about, um, like, during the trial and during just all of the portrayals of... Mm-hmm. the crime and of Jodi Ayers as a person she like she breaks out of the victim survivor mm-hmm. uh, dichotomy but then is immediately entered into the Madonna whore complex with the yes. Madonna whore dichotomy yes so like if not one then the other there's an element of like subversion yeah kind of with her or with any woman who because I with true crime I think the pervading dichotomy is victim or survivor Mm-hmm. So any woman who breaks out of that, you're, I think, as women, like, audience, we're kind of like, yeah. Right. But obviously, like, not really. Don't kill someone. Exactly. It's not that she shouldn't be vilified at all. Like, she, so Jodi Arias, for those who didn't know, stabbed her sometimes boyfriend, Travis Alexander, like, 30 times and, like, shot him in the head and slit his throat. Like, very brutal murder. I think also because of... The way the story has been portrayed, it's like, especially talk about talking about giving victims agency, like Travis has no agency whatsoever mm. in like the way that the case has been portrayed. And so I think like, yeah, with because I mean, she killed this person, she was convicted. So that gives more leeway for like the humor to kind of come out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that couches any like sympathy or emotion that comes from the murder itself or like the murder victim that's a good point. Themselves. I think a few friends of his found him, found his body. 
so late too it, was, it took like so a like, while what do yeah. you mean we're supposed to go to cancun yeah. like whatever yeah <laughs> we are going to cabo <laughs> <laughs> for the weekend but sorry because yeah they were saying like they interviewed the friends who found him and it was like can you think of anyone who'd want to hurt him yep and they all were like mm, jody arias yeah. like she's check crazy. out this bitch yeah yeah jody arias i think you could classify as crazy but normally if it's like oh mm. yeah i broke up with her she was crazy like that's the whole thing of crazy ex-girlfriend is yes. like it's a trope that's like yes not can be true clearly at times if you end up like a dead person but is usually a way to write off women who express their needs or who like mm-hmm. you know are emotional in that they are expressing emotion i've definitely run into that in previous relationships and it's very detrimental to all women um to have that trope out there and i just think like because yeah, yeah. then you have people like jody Arias, where it's like the one who does like you're very like, much girl you're ruining exactly, it for the rest exactly. of us <laughs> the way that they like emphasized her sociopathic tendencies was by like just like really criticizing her for asking to apply makeup and like do her hair before her mug shot there's just a recording of her being like like can i just like touch up my face a little bit and they're like no you cannot do that like we just arrested you on a murder charge. Um, but just the fact that it's like, and she dared want to look hot. But then everyone's like, oh my God, she's so hot. Like I would totally fuck Jodie Arias. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous to ask about makeup for a mugshot, but like of all the ridiculous things she's done, right, that's exactly. not the most important one. Exactly. She is a sociopath and she murdered someone. I just think that you can convict someone for doing that without spiraling into this yeah. whole like murder, temptress, mm-hmm. crazy bitch. and. Or, like, clingy girlfriend. He was bad at cutting things off. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, like, the way that they portray that, though, they, they literally are, like, he was addicted to having sex with her. Or, like, she was, like, this... They paint her as, like, this temptress. And I'm, like, okay, that's, like, boys will be boys mm. vibe. Because it's, like, already casting this blame on her before she did anything. Like before she did anything criminal. She was definitely being weird. I mean, she would, like, crawl in through his doggy door. Yeah. And just be like, hey, Travis. Like, it's just really, hey, bitch. Because <laughs> I'm trying, because my favorite, I, we, I played for you my favorite murders. Oh, right. That's, for trying yeah, all yeah, of this. Yeah, 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 so that it was like, he was struggling with this, you know, emotionally unbalanced person. And right. like, I mean, it was a more sensitive portrayal, I think, and a more nuanced portrayal. If Travis had never been murdered, if they eventually, like, actually broke up. And she's telling her friends about this weird relationship that she had a few years ago. Maybe it's, he jerked me around. It's like I moved to frickin' Arizona for him, da-da-da-da-da. That's not how things ended. Right. Therefore, that's not the story that's going to be told. And I think that's because that's not how things ended. That's okay. But then the, like, total pendulum shift to Mm -hmm. this crazy bitch, that's not productive either. Right, exactly. Yeah, I find it an unproductive analysis. You, thank you for adding nuance to me being like, Jodi Ayers is great. What are you talking about? Like, you're going to have her over later. I mean, she's obviously just like a jumping off point because there are other female killers. Like, like Casey Anthony killed her young child. And like, that is very frowned upon, obviously. <laughs> I generally disagree I can't with this action. <laughs> That's like kind of not chill of her. Um, and she was acquitted because mm. the prosecution we're idiots um about it but that's also like this violation of like the primal like motherhood yeah. thing that i think also traps women the idea of this woman is either going against or playing very strongly into womanhood or femininity or some aspect of that mm-hmm. whereas 
I think like with toxic masculinity, we're getting more of gender with men with hmm. crimes, but not nearly to the degree. But like if a man kills someone, it's not like, oh, like he's really macho and had a great dick or yeah. like whatever <laughs> it might be. Like, but he was a father. Like that's not yeah. the reaction. And yeah. so again, with toxic masculinity, it's like, ooh, you cannot handle your emotions right there, my friend. But like, it's still not nearly as like, holy crap, this is what's right. happening as if a woman kills someone. Like whether or not they're deeply playing into femininity or breaking from it, it's like the dichotomy is already set up for mm-hmm. you to fall into either one of those. So like, it's not even that liberating to like be someone maybe like Jodi Arias with a voracious sexual appetite, which is like not always the most accepted attribute of some women like you're in this cage sort of no matter what that's if you break out of one dichotomy you're in another or you're in like one part of another with jody being the killer and travis being the victim we have what we have Mm -hmm. if it were flipped the overall story and the overall like vibes for lack of a better word would be different but like not much not to the degree that it should maybe Mm. given that the roles would have been totally reversed I think also there's something interesting with Travis, and I think that this is done with him in a way that, like, maybe some other victims it's not as much, especially serial killer victims. But, like, the defense for Jody basically was to turn Travis from an object of her affection, like an object, a sexual object, like something that she dehumanized and, like, murdered in this way, to, like, this subject of, like, he abused me and, like, he was a pedophile and, like, giving... It was, like, giving him agency, but in the most terrible and also untrue mm-hmm. way. They played a tape of phone sex between her and Travis in court. The defense did. And just this idea of, like, womanhood and, like, femininity and also, like, the sexuality of women. Like, Alice Bolin writes... It's a paradox of womanhood that women have been so long associated with the private sphere, the home, and the family, while our bodies are considered public property. Also, like, we were talking about, you know, the less dead, and then, like, the dead. Like, there's, I feel like there's the dichotomy between white, often, like, female victims, and then, like, any non-white victim. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's just gonna be, like, if you think about, I don't know why this comes to mind first, but, like, Jeffrey Dahmer... Like, he had, like, several victims who were not white who, like, managed to escape. Mm-hmm. There's one kid, Conorak Synthesomphone. Damn. Nice. He was Laotian. But he, he managed to, like, escape from the apartment and, like, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. Like, when police, multiple times they had been in his apartment before he was caught. People later asked them, like, didn't it smell like dead mm-hmm. bodies? And they were like, well, like... I don't know. I don't know what gays do. And they would just kind of be more inclined to, like, not answer police calls. First of all, he was living in, like, a largely black apartment complex, so, like, no police Mm -hmm. came ever. Because that was also in Wisconsin. Like, with Conorak. Dahmer was like, this is my boyfriend. Like, sorry, he just... He's, like, really out of sorts. He was a little drunk. Like, Mm -hmm. let me just take him back to my apartment. And they were like... Because he said boyfriend, they were like, no, we don't want to get into that. Yeah, exactly. And then he killed him. So it's like, get over yourself. Sex just clouds so much that, like all productivity in this area. Jodi Arias was never going to be the Madonna of the Madonna whore situation. I feel like because with Travis, it's like if he is the Madonna or the whore, he's the Madonna, but he gets to be more nuanced. It gets to be like, oh, like I'm picturing him like singing material girl in the shower. (laughs) 
his portrayal gets to be less scrutinized or more nuanced when it comes to sex. This is how he felt, and then this is what he wanted, and then he changed his mind, and whatever, and like all of that is okay. Yeah. Whereas it's not, you know, for, with, for, with for, women. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's also that idea of like another dichotomy is like autonomy versus property. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think the whole Mormon, any sort of like abstinence focused religious ideology is really about like do you own the woman yet you know what i mean yeah. like or, or, or does someone else own her right her like, dad her father yeah. yeah i swear to god i swear yeah i swear <laughs> to god that if that i ever one. get married my dad will not be giving me away i will be no. walking nope. down the aisle by myself nope. um, I, hate, I hate that trend it's not a trend, but like, I hate yeah. that systemic sexism. Yeah. It's almost instinctual I I to like idea. make fun of her and put her in this like, hey, bitch, yeah. like, which I'm totally doing too. Um, but I think that's sort of like what we're talking about also. Like, there's just, there's, I feel like there's an extrapolation of like, well, that's another dichotomy for like us. It's like, all right, like, mm-hmm. borderline, like, Jody Harris is empowering. You're like, oh, that's not okay to say yeah. versus like falling into the like, wow, what a weird slut. Right. Or whatever you want to, like, phrase that. Right. Like, that's, exactly. That's the the woke white audience. Yes. Like, dichotomy. I guess I think the subject versus object one comes in, too, because we talked a lot about, like, I think women as the object versus the subject with, like, female true crime podcasts mm-hmm. is, like, sort of, like, this subversion also. But no matter what, there's always this, like, voyeuristic element as you pointed out too so it's like we are they are like the object of fascination sort of no matter what Mm. even if they're the actor in whatever situation yeah in the last episode you were sort of talking about maybe one of the pitfalls of like having a woman even if it's like a woman run sonic whatever space for true crime it can still have the effect of painting women as victims or survivors and never culpable I feel like victim and survivor can both be, like, reductive and, like, reducing a woman's agency. But then also the issue is, like, even outside, even if you break out of that. If you break out of one dichotomy, some other dichotomy comes and kind of, like, hits you in the face. Don't you just love it when we trail off in uncertainty? We hope you enjoyed this episode of All Alone with Something to Say. Special thanks to Ken Noel for our original music. If you would like to check out more of his music, you can find him on SoundCloud or on Bandcamp as Kenny Noel. Have you got something to say? I ask in my most chipper, least playground bully-like way. If you do, you can contact us on Instagram or Twitter at the All Alone Pod, or you can email us at theallalonepod at gmail.com. <laughs>